I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Hello and welcome. And once again, thanks for joining us. It's yes. so it's so nice to be with you again. And today we have another roundtable episode, Woo-hoo. which I can't wait for because we have one of my dearest friends, one of Katie's former leaders, actually. Yeah. One of my dearest friends who we married at the same time. We've had our babies at the same time. We've walked through a lot of this life together and it's been such a joy. But this is Mrs. Sabrina Wall. Hey. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what am I? What do you? Think? We're all looking at her like, <laughs> like, what are you gonna say? Uh, yeah, I don't thanks, even know. <laughs> thanks for joining us. It's really such a blessing to have you in here. And yes, as Katie was saying, one of her dear friends and one of my old high school leaders when I was in high school and junior high, and she was in high school. Yes, I was your high school. I was your high school. I was in high school. Yeah, when she was junior high. Yeah. So I was a baby. So we've grown up together. <laughs> yeah, we have. We really have. You knew me single Sabrina, engaged Sabrina, married Sabrina, and now mommy Sabrina. It's true. It's true. There's a lot of evolution there. Yeah. yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot that happens. I've known a lot of Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but we want to jump right in um, because as you guys know, these roundtable discussions are Packed to the brim with well, good I think, stuff. I think we should add here that I'm also going to be interviewed oh, this time. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Just Let's so it's not surprising. That. Katie J is going to be taking the lead on this episode. And we thought it would be good. Sabrina and I are really good friends. And we're in a very similar season with totally different, like, experiences. Mm-hmm. And we both wanted to kind of share share where we're at so yeah go ahead, Katie. so i'll be i'll be emceeing the night <laughs> <laughs> the night <laughs> <laughs> or the morning i guess <laughs> um okay so we've already introduced you guys katie we know you we don't need to hear you <laughs> you don't need my voice as much in this one <laughs> yes but um how old are you guys how long have you been married what's life looking like right now for you guys kind of brief explanation where are you at? I am 27 years old. I've been married for three, three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, three, oh, three and a half, three and a half <laughs> years. Um, I have a 16 month old baby boy and I am a stay at home mom. So I am unemployed, but have the hardest job ever. <laughs> <It's> absolutely true. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys know me. I'm 26 Been married for also three years. We got married a couple months apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son is now 15 months old, another one coming quick. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I don't know about you. I I mean, I think we probably would say something a little bit similar where we both went to school. We both were pretty driven, um, had a lot of ambition and plans and, you know, gusto to just run out life. And neither of us are where we thought we'd be, I don't think. Yeah. That- I mean, I always wanted to be a mom and like mm-hmm. have this eventually, but I didn't expect it to be right now or look the way that it did. Yeah. Um, my life is actually perfect. Yeah. It's exactly I, how I wanted it to be. Not, <laughs> oh, interesting. You will quickly find that she is joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then just a brief explanation. How did you come to know the Lord? Just is that, is it surprising that you know and love the Lord right now? Or? No, it's not. Well, um, so I was born and raised in a Christian home. I started going to our church when I was five years old, but even before that, I have memories of other churches and whatever. So my parents, they were, they got married, not Christians at all, 
drugs and stuff. But I'm the third kid. So by the time I was born, my mom realized she can't do life on her own Mm -hmm. and her marriage was failing. And somebody said, hey, the Lord could fix all that for you. So she went, okay, I'll try that. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, mom, for making that decision because here I am not going through life with a ton of pain um, and being able to stay consistent with my eyes on the comforter and everything I need. So yeah, born, raised Christian home around Foothills my whole life. And like, oh, why leave? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Lord's given us no reason to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Katie, I know your story is similar. Do you want to add anything new? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I again, I you guys have met my mom. I was raised in a Russian home as well. And my parents still married and <laughs> all this stuff. I was raised really firmly early on with understanding of um, of the Lord and of his spirit and prayer and spiritual warfare and all that stuff. So the Lord was very like real to me Mm. from an early age, which I'm so grateful for. And I mean, I've, you guys have heard some of my story and there've been ups and downs and difficult things and, um, seasons of depression and all this stuff, but I've never walked away. I've never really wanted to walk away. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I've had to answer some hard questions, but the Lord's been there to comfort me, like you were saying, and to be, present and faithful in those questions and in that like seeking and all of that. And he's just, he's good. He's the reason that I'm still following him. So yeah. that's that. Absolutely. He's a good reason. He's a good he, reason. He is the <laughs> yeah. only reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, okay. I want to jump into these interview questions. I'm excited about today. Uh, I hope you guys are too. I don't know I'm why. I'm just like I've been looking forward to it. I've been praying about it. I love that. So happy. Um, okay. So our very first question is, what does your devotional life look like right now? What resources are you using? What you read in? Window. If I'm looking through a window <laughs> at you. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> So I rarely get to like actually open the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, my child is a hurricane. He is a, a true bulldozer. And <laughs> I, I am obsessed with him. I love it. Like I don't say that in a way where it's like, oh my gosh, no, I he wish has, he would chill. He's so I joyful oh and gosh. so fun. Oh yes. my gosh, he's he just you can't help but smile being mm-hmm. around him. He came out of the womb smiling. He did. People are like, "How does he know?" And I'm like, "I don't know." That's yeah. the joy of the Lord. He, <laughs> he got really, that. he yes. really does. He really does. Um, but because that is what's going on, he's very aware of when a book is out. When I am sitting down, he wants to tear the pages <laughs> out or whatever. So usually. At breakfast, when he's strapped to his high chair, is when I get out of. <laughs> he's physically restrained. <laughs> I have ten seconds. Entertained, yes. Um, I have some like really quick, like devotional type books. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll link these. Mm-hmm. Yes, this one is really good. My mentor got it for me because it's literally a paragraph prayer and then a verse that goes with it, and like. You read it in one minute and it's so great because you open your day with prayer Mm -hmm. and then there's a verse that backs up like, this isn't just like a wishy-washy prayer, like it's from the Bible. Mm -hmm. And that one is prayers for emotional wholeness. I love that one. Like, (laughs) listen, moms, get that book. (laughs) It is small, it is short, and it puts your mind in the right spot. Um, It's from Stormy. I forget the last name. Um, Oh. Oh, Martian. Oh, Martian. Oh, she's the same (laughs) one as like uh, Power of a Praying... Mother Wife, and all that my, stuff. Yeah. Pray, prayer, oh, she's, warrior. Yeah. 
which most of my books get are all like of from her, books. her. Just yeah. look up, just look up Stormy Martian and look up all of her stuff and all buy all of it. it before you're even there. Like yeah, you my, my mentor got me this book and she said, I've never read it, but I know the author and I'm fully confident in totally. it. And I'm like, yes, she is correct. Um, I also have started reading The Power of a Praying Parent. That one I'm really excited. I haven't really gotten into it. Oh, when I have extra time, <laughs> more than a minute, mm-hmm. I'll I really like Mark Hoffman's new book, Eating from the Tree of Life. Me too. That mm-hmm. one's really good. I highlight all over it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and I did finish the book, um, The Power of a Praying Wife, and I would credit that book for the reason why I know how to pray now. It's so, so good. But also, I don't want to discredit that the Lord has spoken to me so intensely through children's Christian books. Mm, I love like, that. There's like this like one. as you read them. To, yeah, yeah. Like. Oh, totally. Like little children's Bibles and stuff. Yes. And like the story is all summarized. And it's, it's like you're weeping. Like reading. <laughs> <these babies>. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, this is just perfect timing. Like yes. the pictures are so beautifully illustrated. so simple. It's just great. So. They and then that. the show Chosen really speaks to me. Oh my so. gosh. We're big. Chosen fans over here. If you have not yet watched The Chosen, what you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Let me tell you, just have it. If you didn't do your devotions and you want to watch a show, watch The Chosen and then watch the other show. Well, and The Chosen (laughs) will make you want to read your Bible. That's my favorite part of it is it makes you want to read the words of Jesus. Like, oh, it's so good. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So big fan. All those simple ways I get ministered to, they're all very like short, simple, doesn't Mm -hmm. take a lot of brain power. I love to dive into the word and I'll write down like a topic I feel like the Lord wants me to look into. And when I do have the time and energy, I'll look into it, Mm -hmm. but I don't put the pressure on myself to just study. Yeah. Yeah. I need to be fed. Yeah. Yeah. However you can get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said um, you're experiencing the Lord through children's books Mm -hmm. because that is like that is the perfect example of the Lord literally just meeting you exactly in the season of life you're in. Because like if you would have read a children's book before you had a kid, if Katie was reading a children's book right now, I would not be ministering to (laughs) my heart (laughs) in the way that it is yours. But the Lord Mm -hmm. is meeting you in your season because he knows that that's something that's already in front of your face Mm -hmm. and you're already consuming. So I think that that's such a sweet example of just like the Lord being faithful. So that's That's very cool. What about you, Katie Hale? (laughs) So similar. I would love to have all the time in the world to sit down and do complex studies all the time that's like what I enjoy doing and it's just not it's just not happening every day um if ever and a couple (laughs) a couple cool things that are happening lately one thing that I've heard from a couple different people recently that just kind of keeps coming up that I've started doing and have loved is just keeping my bible on my kitchen counter Um, just keeping it open, like wherever I'm reading and stealing a couple seconds here and there while his lunch is in the toaster oven or whatever, you know what I mean? Like just stealing a couple minutes and just kind of like throughout the day, um, turning my mind towards that and getting whatever I can. I found that to be really helpful. Um, that's where most of my like reading happens. And if I happen to wake up before him, I'll do more or whatever, but it doesn't usually happen. Um, I also have been reading Eating from the Tree of Life. It's mm. our pastor, Mark Hoffman. He wrote this and it's actually a collection of like all of his sermons from mm. like all of his years of being a pastor um, summarized into these like two, three, four page chapters. Yeah, and simple. so they're they're simple, they're short, but they're like rich. Like yes. they're full of scripture. They're rich. They're challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you just get a little snippet of scripture and it like inspires you to go back and like read that after you've kind of done the chapter and everything. So quick, easy, digestible, love it. Another thing that's been helpful, which I don't, I mean, I think this counts. I've been in the morning, a habit that I've had since Owen was really, really little is playing like worship music in the mornings. Like just when we wake Mm -hmm. up, we have music going all the time and he is obsessed with music. So he (laughs) asked me, he's going, sick, sick. Sick, yes, for music. <laughs> um, it's so cute. But like, if there's nothing on, he's like, Sick. What's going on? It's quiet. Yeah. Um, like, what are you doing? What are you mom? doing? Yeah. But what we've started doing, and this is like, again, kind of cheesy, but in the mornings, I like put up YouTube on our TV and I just like will play playlists of live worship. And so it'll be, you know, Maverick City or Bethel or like little songs I've never heard of or whatever. Um, and just having that live worship, he loves it. He like dances and thinks it's so fun. But even if I'm just making breakfast or whatever, I'll have a minute to like think or sing or whatever. And it's like really changed my day <laughs> in a lot of ways and made me like love him more, like mm. made me love my son more. <laughs> and it like cuts the fussiness a lot. And I like, it's so much easier for me to have like grace and gentleness towards him. Like I've noticed that lately is that mm. when he's like melting down or whatever, instead of just being like, oh my gosh, you know, like I can't handle another second of this. There's moments of that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but in general, I've kind of noticed that that sort of, ha- the days that I have that, it's easier for me to like get on his level, you know, like open my arms up to him, be compassionate, um, just like connect with him. And I feel so much like closeness between him and I. I don't know. I, I can't like put it all on that, but it's it's made a big difference. Yeah. So those are just little things. I love that. I love that. Um, our next question here is, what do you guys value most about your experience in church? So like the actual brick and mortar <laughs> church <laughs> community, what do you value most about your experience? This is such a hard question. <laughs> There's so many things. Do you have an answer? Right I, do have, <laughs> I do have an Take answer. Take it away, Sabrina. <laughs> um, whatever you seek out, you will almost always find if you seek out wholeheartedly. Like if you want a deep relationship with the Lord and he puts it on your heart, hey, go ask this person for prayer or ask that person to mentor you. Ask mm-hmm. this person to get coffee with you because you need a friend in this moment. Mm-hmm. You, If you seek out what you need, especially with the discernment the Lord gives you, you're going to find what you need in the body of Christ, mm-hmm. not to replace the Lord, mm-hmm. but like to fulfill promises he has for you. Yeah. Well, and to be the hands and feet of the Lord. Yes. The and fulfillment. Yeah. Let me tell you this season of momhood, you need a village. And where's that village? Not your Facebook mom group, like it yeah. could be, but like you need people also who most you- likely not because those places are the worst. <laughs> 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 Lots of conflict on there sometimes. Um, but yeah, like you're like, hey, I, like when I just had a baby, people who I barely talked to brought us meals, mm-hmm. and I needed that, and they like they come out of the shadows almost, and I'm like, oh my god, like That's true. That person's love language that they speak to people is like acts of service, and they wanted to serve me, and then there's other times where people have a gift of prayer, and I go for it for prayer, and it's exactly what I need. So when you mm-hmm. seek out something, you might not find it the way you expected or mm-hmm. wanted or in the timing you wanted, but if you fully pursue it with the Lord, you're gonna find what you need. I totally yeah. agree. I love that. It's a good answer. Thank you. And I've absolutely found the same. Just to like throw that in like the Lord 
like exactly what you're saying. You know, when the Lord puts a desire on our hearts, he's also going to provide a fulfillment for that. Mm -hmm. And we have to like trust in that, but also not just sit around (laughs) and actively be a part of God's plan for our lives and seek those things out. And the church is a wealth of answers Mm -hmm. to prayers. (laughs) And I do want to say a disclaimer. Our church is huge. So like, there's a ton (laughs) of resources there. And I realize a lot of churches are not that big. When right. I say the church has that, I don't mean just the one you go to. Yeah. I mean like the church body, like Christians. Mm-hmm. You can find a Christian yeah. that the Lord has been preparing for this season that you need them in. Right. And you also to other people. Yeah, I know people who in this season that you and I are in, they go to like multiple mom groups at multiple different churches. Mm-hmm. And that's like how they're making friends and doing things like that. And it's such a good, especially if you have a smaller church or things like that, where maybe those like specific resources aren't available to you. Mm. Like I guarantee there are those resources around yeah. you and it doesn't mean you're like cheating on your church or something. <laughs> yeah. If you're seeking that out. Like <laughs> Someone I, this, might make that joke, right, get over it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore have, them. No, yes. yeah, it's no, we have like a pretty big mom's ministry at our mm-hmm. church that meets once a month. And there's lots of people that go to that, that don't go to our church and they mm-hmm. come every single month and it's like filling to them and they get childcare and all these things, but then they make friends that they mm-hmm. go with them to the park with their kids. And like, mm-hmm. they have this community that like i applaud them for their bravery of just like putting themselves out there and going somewhere new and Mm -hmm. maybe not even invited by someone else or whatever. But that's a really good point too. I would say something very similar, but community in general and in a couple different ways where exactly like you were saying, what you seek out and what you're willing to put the effort towards, you're going to find. And I have been involved in our church specifically for a very long time now. And, you know, sometimes those like friendships and things have like changed over time or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like, I have just been amazed how the Lord has like provided in every season friendship and community and prayer and all of those things. And, um, I love that our church has so many home groups and Mm -hmm. that's been like really one of the biggest things for me has been being involved in a home group as an adult like you're saying, the community and then them bringing meals when you have your baby and like all those kinds of things, like those little hands and feet kind of things, working it out together, learning, figuring it out. It's been really special. And then also the community of having, um, Sabrina and I also have the unique, you know, experience of we were interns together at the church. Mm-hmm. And so we know a lot of the pastors and, and something, we both have been assistants at the church. Yeah, we've both been assistants. We've been employed a lot at the church. A lot at the church, yeah. <laughs> um, which is something I said I would never do. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> um, but like having actual relationship to where you can ask questions and mm. like love your pastors and mm-hmm. be like known and be safe to express things or work things out or whatever, like just to see it's available to to anyone in our church. Like it really is. If you, if you call, you're going to yeah. find a pastor and you're going to be able oh, to talk yeah. to them. Our um, pastors are great about that. They are. They're super available. I mean, they plan their whole, all the pastors plan their entire weeks around making sure they're always available, yeah. um, which is just incredible. But we have the unique ability to be able to like have these, these people who have dedicated their lives to studying the word of God to like go to and be in relationship with and like, they married us and they like did all these things. Like they're just involved in our family and in our life and they know our kids' names and all these things. Like I, I'm so grateful for that. And I don't take it lightly for being in a big church that that's something that I'm still able to experience. And then also another thing, last thing is just worship. Like Mm -hmm. worship has been such a solace and a comfort to me in so many seasons of my life. Like my earliest memories being involved in our church have to do with worship. And 
our church is like very worship centric, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like we, it's a priority of all of our services and I think they do it really well. Yeah. And the pastor and people that like lead worship are very serious. They take it seriously. They have the humility to understand that maybe they need to shut their mouth and make more time for the Lord. And I exactly. love that. I do too. I love it. I do too. And this has actually come up in every one of these episodes we've done is when we ask people like, what do you love? They love the time at the end of our services for yeah. worship and ministry. Like that's the altar call. consistently, but it has literally been this like anchor in my life. Even when I was away at school and I'd come back for a mm-hmm. weekend or whatever, like just having that time in the presence of God has been life-saving. Like, yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so this question I love, <laughs> uh, but what does your time with your friends look like <laughs> in this season of life? <laughs> that one in the devotional one, I was like, Haha. I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, These questions were actually written specifically for this episode. <laughs> really? because, no, I'm joking. Oh, I was like, that's <laughs> because uh, rude. <laughs> <we're gonna> get- <laughs> Terrible <I don't> answers. <laughs> that is too funny. No, but this is the point. You know what yes. I mean? To like highlight that maybe there isn't time with friends in some yeah. some seasons yeah. or it looks real funky, but yeah, it's take different. it away. <laughs> it's different. We'll summarize it that way. Oh my way. gosh. <laughs> I laugh because it's like, it's so different than how it was before. Like you were like, oh, I want this genuine conversation with my friend. And as a mom, you need, oh my gosh, you need genuine conversation because the person you're with all the time goes da, 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 da. Like <laughs> they can't even say words. That's how ingenuine the conversation is. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So moms really, really need it. But for me, it's made it, I have 15 minutes. (laughs) Literally. But like we're hanging out for two hours. So, but I have 15 minutes of conversation and it makes Spread out over two hours. Yes. (laughs) But it makes me very intentional Mm. about like, hey, do not talk to me about the weather. I do not care where you got your shoes. Yeah. We can text about that if I really need it. Yeah. Right now, I'm going to tell you about my heart and you're going to tell me about yours because their children screaming all the time. Like yeah. constantly being broken up. Like, hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. Let me get my kid coming back. Somebody what were pooped. you saying? Um, what like, are we, yeah. <laughs> yes. And there's usually two or more of those kids around. Like, totally. All obviously, my closest friends all have kids. That's not the case for everybody. And that person probably has more time to talk to their friends. But <laughs> yeah, it looks very different. But I do love the fact that it's made me be really intentional in conversations. Like mm-hmm. when I'm in my home group, I'm like. Just straight to the point, like, hey, how's your life with the Lord? Yeah. And I, like, have no fear of it because I'm like, and we we don't have time. We don't have time for this. My kid is in Mm -hmm. child care. I want to know your heart right now. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. That's one thing um, I love about Sabrina is she has no fear. Uh, but she she's really good about just it's cutting to what matters. One of the best things about you. But you've oh, always been good at that. Like yeah. that's a strength that you have. But I can see how it's probably serving you really, really well in this season of life because Definitely. you've been prepped for lots of years of yeah. being good at that. Just yeah. cutting through the crap and being like, ah, actually, no, that's not what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I was literally hanging out with my mom yesterday and I was like talking about how hard my day was. And she would say something and go, that's not what I need right now. I need this. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, we don't have time for this. Okay? Yes. <laughs> Sabrina's the boundary. Boundaries queen. She's the direct <laughs> communication queen. I long to be like Sabrina in those ways. I really do. I, yeah, I mean, all the same here. I have, most of my friends have young children. Um, so honestly, a lot of times it's like we're at the park or we're at the zoo or we're in someone's house and everything's getting torn to pieces or like whatever. It's just very chaotic. There's not a lot of quiet time with friends. You build that in. Like we've been trying to do that and have girls nights and things mm-hmm. like that. But, um, but even then so intentional, so purposeful. It. And it's like once mm-hmm. a month and maybe, maybe if you can, <laughs> um, but 
exactly like you're saying, I've actually found, and I was saying this a little bit in one of the episodes we had previously, but I've found a lot of like satisfaction in my friendships in the season of like, it's just more genuine. Like the conversations we do have might not be long, but I feel like we're straight to the point with each other and we tell the truth and we pray for each other. And, you know, like I have friends that do not have children in this season as well. And it's like, okay, we have two hours on Friday morning once a month that you come over and we talk, but we talk about real things. And I, we talk about your marriage and we talk like, we talk about those things instead of, you know, having hours to just like traipse around wherever we're going and with coffee in hand or whatever. Right. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's not any less sweet. Like it's not any less good. It would be great to have more time, but at the same time, it's like, we're all just meeting each other where we're at. There's a lot of grace for each other and Mm -hmm. it's, it's not all bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Lord's not giving you guys like the short end of the stick in this season. It's just new and different. Yeah. A shifting of perspective. I know I mentioned this, that same episode, but I also feel like the effort and the time and the love that was put into a lot of these friendships before any of us were in this season is like bearing fruit now where there's Mm -hmm. grace for each other. There's room for like all these things to shift around. It's like, we know where we're at. Like, we know we love each other. Like if if you need anything, you call, I'm there. Like there's not a lot of like, I feel like when you're a little bit younger, maybe in your season or younger, there's a lot of like, where do we stand? Yeah. And I just don't feel that anymore in my friendships where like, obviously you have to put an effort and mm-hmm. reach out and express love to these friends, but it's just kind of like, we all get it. Yeah. <laughs> we all get mm-hmm. it. We have a lot of history. We have a lot of shared experiences. We love each other. All that time putting in beforehand was worth it. And we know we'll be there again someday, mm-hmm. like down the road, but it's yeah. just where we're at now. Yeah. yeah. Just more of an understanding. I do want to add to it. I've noticed that when I hang out with a friend, I don't generally get the need I have for a genuine connection, but I've noticed when I call somebody, like mm. our kids are screaming in the background, we could be like, I'll be back one second. I don't know what it is, mm. but <laughs> like, I'm just, it's been more productive to talk to somebody on the phone than to have them in person. So like if the person is who's listening is in the season, you feel like I can never make time, just call them. It's yeah. a great idea. Like, you don't have to figure it out. Like, my baby's down for a nap. Let me call you. But your baby's awake. So, like, our time is we'll do what we can. not as thin. Yeah. but still- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. My mom was actually sharing me. It's sharing me. <laughs> my mom was actually sharing with me um, a couple a couple weeks ago that she used to, uh, when she had just had me or whatever, every like Tuesday, she would be on like a two hour phone call with her like old Mm. college roommate because she had just had a baby too. And she was like, we just did that every week. And it was great because exactly for what you're saying, like it was just meeting exactly in what was realistic. Yeah, we can't be together. So sorry, but we can be on the phone, you know, and that is all I have to give in this moment. But Mm. it's, But it was sustaining for their friendship and sustaining for what they needed in their hearts, like what you guys are talking about, that deep need for community still. The need doesn't go away. The fulfillment just has to look different, Mm -hmm. you know, from season to season. And so, yeah, yeah, I think there's wisdom in that for sure. But what what ministries are you involved in at the moment? And I I almost like don't like this question because I feel like it puts a pressure to be involved. Like, <laughs> all right, so what formal ministry or like what time yeah. allotment do you have? But like what does just ministry look like right now in your guys' lives? Yeah, that's a good way to phrase it. Yeah. Um, I can go first on this one. I like there are formal ministries that I do right now, but a lot of them are shifting and or changing as we have a second child. And 
like I, I'm in the worship ministry at our church. That's not going to change. But because my husband has said like, that's something I'm willing to make sacrifices yeah. for. We lead a home group, um, a young adults home group in our house. And that's one again, that we're committed to keeping mm-hmm. the way that it is. It's our ministry together that we have seen so much fruit in and it's been so good for our marriage. And we've really seen how the Lord like uses us together in that. And so that's not going anywhere either. We also, you know, Katie and I do the young adults ministry at our church together, and that's mm-hmm. going to change a little bit as this season shifts for me. Yeah. But in general, most of these things, it, I used to do a ton of youth ministry and a bunch of different ways and um, commitments all the time and things like that. And it's just not really an option right now. I wish it was. But what I've found a lot of, what I've, what I've found the Lord using me in right now that I have like the capacity to do is like just relational ministry and Mm -hmm. having people like, Hey, come over while I fold laundry or, you know, like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff where it's like, Hey, just, you know, if you want to talk, absolutely. Like you're, my child's going to be screaming, um, Mm -hmm. but you're welcome to come over Mm -hmm. and having a home has been really helpful for that of, I feel like the Lord's been using our home as a place to connect with people. And there's been a lot of young women I've been connecting with lately and just, I don't have like a lot to offer them, (laughs) but the Lord's been using, a compassionate place to land and a listening ear and prayer and all those things to allow me to still like minister to people while I'm not as like involved in other ways. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We also have a young adults home group and before I got married, a wise woman in our church said like the way me and my husband are and same with you guys, Katie, Mm -hmm. is that we like love ministry and not to toot our own horns, but like we're, we're somebody you want on our team. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're willing to get stuff done. We're yeah. willing to sacrifice. We're willing to humble ourselves and come before the Lord. Like you yeah. want those type of people on your team. So we get asked to be in ministries a lot. And mm-hmm. um, like my heart, oh, I love junior hires. And I always, I remember being in a meeting where it's like, if you love junior hires, you know, that's for you. Cause nobody does. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I love those. I know. Weirdos. And we're the same in this too, yeah. which is so weird. Like we both love middle schoolers. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, yeah. I just could go on and on about that. I know. <laughs> but that's not really the season I'm in. But this person said, when you get married, try to get into a ministry where you and your husband could do it together. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a time you are we apart, got that advice but you too. still. Yep. <laughs> Was it the same person? I don't know. Maybe we can talk about it later. <laughs> um, but it's something that not only we can do together where we're still with each other, but it's something like we talk about it outside yeah. of the ministry time. We pray about it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Um, so that's really great to have a ministry to do with my husband. I also do a high school small group. I know I'm still going strong in that, um, but they're seniors now. You're committed. I am Seeing committed. it through. I mean, I love little boogers like that, so <laughs> they're not boogers. I just love them, but they're all seniors now, so that's going to end soon, which I'm like, okay, this is like great timing mm-hmm. to be able to like breathe a little bit, mm-hmm. but a couple of them have asked me to like mentor them, and like you were saying, it looks really different. Like I've met with both of them only one time, and I'm like... I'm sorry. Like my baby got sick, then I got sick, and then you know, yeah. People just don't around. really mind though, as much as you expect no, them to. No, they don't. And I try to communicate that to them, but I also I'm like they they get it, even if they're high schoolers, right. they totally totally get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have the high school small group. I have the home group. Katie and I lead like a table at our oh, yeah. mom's group. Yeah, which I feel like is like almost 
nothing because you it's just easy. show up and get ministered to. All you have to do is like you just talk to people. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's great. <laughs> it's great, <laughs> but which also is great because it makes us reach out to other moms mm-hmm. and it ministers to them, but also it ministers to us. Yeah, it's a very easy ministry to get. I felt a lot back. of like pull really recently and just in this place, like specifically to be available to other moms, like Mm -hmm. in that way, specifically of like, there's actually a couple random things lately where, um, I go to the same park with my son the same time every week, once a week. And there's these like couple moms that I run into all the time. And it's just been this slow kind of like, we all are getting to know each other. And I like know I'm supposed to invite them to that group. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like waiting for it to get closer and everything. Um, But so much where I feel like the Lord's given me this like love for these other moms and just like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, especially being in this time with them of like, this is so hard. Like I know, I know what you need because I need it too. And like, here's a way for you to get it. And yeah, just being available to people Mm -hmm. in whatever small ways you can right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I need to stay. I need to stop saying yeah, absolutely. After every, I need to find a different. <laughs> we just say so much different good stuff. Though, filler. Katie. I don't you can comment. Just only agree. <laughs> you just go. Wow, amazing. Wow, incredible, stunning, stunning, <laughs> stunning. <laughs> Please do. I'll start listening Ooh, just for that all the perfect. time. I'll be like, She's wow, stunning. She, she oh, wow. stunning. Oh gosh. Okay. Take a turn. Take a turn. Anywho. Um. Okay. So what is a world issue right now that like burdens your heart the most? And I know we live in a very burdening time. <laughs> Take your but, pick. <laughs> um, we all have things that our hearts are particularly bent towards. So what is that for you? For you. <laughs> for you. <laughs> oh, me first. Okay. Um, I, want, I just want to hear your answers. <laughs> So I feel like when I wrote these down, I'm like, I don't feel like these are like world issues where it's like hunger and orphans and stuff. <laughs> world, world peace. peace. Yes. I'm like, listen, enough people have that on their list. I'll just go to a different one, you know? But again, what do you, what are you passionate about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote down three things because it really is, is spoken. These are the areas that I have been needing, needed to be ministered to in this last 16 months, um, (laughs) nurturing the mother, Mm. like Mm -hmm. mom is always regulating her emotions and helping her children regulate theirs. She's not getting very much sleep. She's probably struggling to like feed herself and her child. And she needs to be held like as if she had her mom or whatever. So whatever it looks like to nurture the mother, Mm -hmm. like the ministry, like you were saying, like the ministry to the mother. And I like one time asked a new mom, do you feel supported? And is there something I can do for you? And she was like, you're making me cry. And I'm like, this is a question that every mom needs to be asked. And I don't mean just the newborn phase. Okay, listen, not just the newborn phase. (laughs) (laughs) It's like throughout the journey of motherhood. It's true. And especially the first, I would argue, five years of a child's life are really demanding of a mother until they can make their own sandwich. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, and you're, you're being completely ripped apart and reborn yourself. Like it's, yeah. it's taxing every on every day. front. Yeah. Yeah. So some, whatever it looks like to nurture the mother, that's something I'm really becoming passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is like prioritizing food. The amount of times I tell moms, did you eat today? And they're all, no, I had coffee. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to make you food right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to bring you food right now. I'm like, I feel like it's such a 
funny small thing, but like it's not though. It's not. If you're in this time, you're like, yes. Like if you're breastfeeding, like honey, what are you running on right now? Because your baby got all the nutrients that you had the day before. Okay. So feeding, especially the mom, but just food in general. Mm -hmm. Like you need food, people. (laughs) Nourishing food. Mm -hmm. And then this is like one that I've really been dealing with this last year is spiritual warfare. And I never thought I would be that person, but I'm like, well, let's go. Let's pray that demon out. Let's go. <laughs> um, Cause it's not intimidating for me anymore. I have dealt with it a lot, a lot, a lot this year with just myself. Um, and I have seen the power of prayer and what it does. And I see knowing how to pray and having people pray for you and what fasting means. And I feel like Christians in general don't understand necessarily what spiritual warfare is like we kind of do, but we also really, really don't. Like mm-hmm. um, I was really, really sick physically um, starting two months postpartum for probably eight solid months, which is horrible timing with a baby. And I couldn't figure out why doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I talked to a doctor and she looked at me and said, you have anxiety. And I was like, everybody has anxiety. Tell me what's really going on. <laughs> and then I come back for the next doctor's appointment. I'm like, I have anxiety. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And then my mentor, I like nonchalantly talked to her, not when we were meeting. This is before she was my mentor about like, oh, I, I have anxiety. And I think that's what's making this so much happened that year. I'm like, I could write a book about it. Like you, you wouldn't believe yeah. it so much, but going through all this really hard stuff, I confronted in this woman, now my mentor, Katie's mom. I'm like, I feel like I'm <laughs> running around that. I'm like, guys, it's Katie's mom. She's a great <laughs> woman. Oh my gosh. But so she texted me several days later and said, Hey, can I pray for you for your anxiety? And I was like, oh, yeah, because especially at this point, no doctor was helping me. Like, there's not really any help. Yeah. And I, yes. have you tried meditation? Have you tried like <laughs> yeah. self care? Um, <laughs> yes, actually, I've tried all that, and it helps a little bit. But in the end, like a spiritual battle needs a spiritual weapon, and mm-hmm. I didn't know how to fight this battle. I didn't even know what it looked like to pick up a sword, and I'm already super sick. I have no energy for myself, and I'm also taking care of another baby mm-hmm. and then like trying to pour into my husband, but really he's pouring into me a ton. So dealing with all of that, I know spiritual warfare and I know the extent it can go to. And like the doctor who said you have anxiety was Hindu. And I was like, nobody understands how the body, mind and spirit work together like in Hindu. And I'm like, I'm not going to convert, but I do appreciate the fact that you see that. Right. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying Christians don't really aren't really aware of that. Like we're like, oh, I have a gluten intolerance. Like maybe you do, but also... Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're anxious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you're anxious. Like that was my issue. I had a lot of like stomach issues and it's like you have anxiety and then anxiety went away. Then I had rage. I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> then I deal with that. And then that goes away or it gets easier. And I'm like, I'm just really passionate now about yeah. spiritual warfare. And I feel like Christians just, it's over our heads and we'll like say like my mind is different than my spirit and my spirit's different than my body. And I'm like... Your mind submits to your spirit. Your spirit submits to what? But your body submits to your mind. So if you're telling yourself, I hate myself, then literally your like cells take that, I hate myself, and they attack. Like the white blood cells will attack your own body because you're the problem. Mm-hmm. You're the disease. And then you get sick. 
Yeah. That's a fun little side yeah. <laughs> science for you. It's crazy. But that's it's what I'm crazy. saying. I'm so passionate now about spiritual warfare because mm. I feel like Christians are very ill-equipped for it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let's just do this, guys. Let's do this. Let's pray yeah. through it and fast. and Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because, you know, spiritual warfare develops physical problems, like you're saying, which the world has curated a, a slew of answers for, you yeah. know, answers Band-Aids, in quotation yeah. marks. Yeah. And ibuprofen is great. I'm just saying that. <laughs> yes. You could take ibuprofen. Right? Yeah. Well, and you can, <laughs> you can push your symptoms aside and ignore them for a long yes. time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, but the thing is like when we have made the symptoms of spiritual warfare so normal, like so normal within the church, within the world, and it's like you're saying, it's a gluten intolerance. It's a stomachache. It's a reoccurring headache. Yeah. It's chronic migraine. Chronic migraine. So normal. Yeah, it's a it's problems in your friendships. It's a you know mm-hmm. whatever it is. It doesn't have to be physical, but no. just like these manifestations that you would easily and probably justifiably in a lot of situations be able to just be like, okay, I will take ibuprofen for that. Mm -hmm. And then it goes away and it's fine. But there are so many times that it's not that. It is a root issue. There's something deeper going on. Yeah. But since the world has created so many answers (laughs) for those things, um, you don't get the opportunity to confront it as uh, something spiritual. But the Bible tells us we're not warring against flesh and blood. Mm-mm. And um, I think that absolutely applies to our own personal lives. So mm-hmm. totally, uh, I think that is important. Totally. Yeah. Uh, this one was hard for me to answer. I feel like most of my life, like I have a, I have a kind of personality and I feel like you might probably relate to this. I've always been drawn to like the big issues in the world and like passionate about things. And for a long time I was like, I'm going to do missions. I'm going to do Like I've always like seen big problems and I'm like, that needs the Lord. You know, like that's mm-hmm. been an easy thing for me to be like gung ho. Um, and <laughs> my life, my world has like narrowed a little bit mm-hmm. lately. Like it's supposed to where like my focus and my energy is not like everywhere all at once all the time. But I'd say like in general, you were kind of saying a lot of the things that I'm thinking. Um, Just say ditto. I ditto, but specifically like young people and youth and young adults, the like epidemic in the world today of depression and suicide and anxiety and hopelessness and anger and all of these things that are cropping up everywhere in all these different ways. Like it, it looks like different things, but it's all the same loneliness and isolation and hopelessness that's like plaguing just our world. And I have like felt so many of those things and the Lord has carried me through them and not like, oh, I have the answer for you, but just like there is hope. Like we don't, exactly like you were saying, we don't have to keep medicating these things. Like Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for antidepressants. I'm so thankful for all these things that they exist. Like I'm not opposed to medicine. But exactly like Sabrina was saying, there these are spiritual problems and they it's have a spiritual, spiritual solution. Mm-hmm. And there is a doctor who came to heal the sick. Mm-hmm. Like there is a God who came to give hope to the hopeless and to rescue us from the pit of hell, of pride, of all these mm-hmm. things that drag us away from him. And the like places we're looking in the, the you know, depths we're willing to go to to like solve these problems for ourselves. And like he has made it readily available. Like he just has. And I just have been so passionate lately about like 
we as Christians need to live our lives in such a way, exactly like Sabrina is saying, with like dealing with spiritual warfare, doing those things in, in our own homes, in our own churches, in our own families, mm-hmm. but in such a way that like our lives actually model the goodness and power and authority of God to reign supreme over all yeah. of these problems and mm-hmm. to be able to have a reliable witness to go out into the world and say like, no, he is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. He is trustworthy. I don't even need to go into all the historical, like whatever, all this stuff. Like it's there. Like he is real. He is trustworthy. He is true. His word is true. Like plain and simple. I'm convinced. Yeah. And I'm not foolish for thinking that. And also beyond that logical side of things, like he is good and he wants you and he loves you and he offers you peace and himself. And yeah. mm-hmm. I just like so tired of hearing all these like patchwork solutions, even from within the church of mm-hmm. like, here's how to decrease your anxiety and like have mm-hmm. peace and all these things where it's like, sure, there's like steps to take all that stuff. But no, it, the answer is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like the answer is the Lord and his spirit and his power and his authority in your life. So, mm-hmm. and I want to add to that is that the Lord gives a promise to Christians, right? And we think, oh, it's when you get to heaven, I get to live in this utter peace, this, all this, all these great blessings Mm -hmm. is eternal life after I die. Mm -hmm. And like this ministry um, my mentor is taking me through is really what taught me about spiritual warfare, which you should put it in the show notes. Yeah, um, I, I have the info <laughs> Perfect. for you. Perfect, yes, yeah. all of it. There, it's on YouTube. And just I was raised on it, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure in the ministry, in one of the videos or whatever, they say it where everybody who's a Christian is like, oh yeah, this is for like after I die or whatever. But like that is a lie. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord brought freedom to the earth earth yeah Mm -hmm. you're on the earth and there's this thing called sin so you're gonna always have a battle of sorts but that doesn't mean you're not gonna have like I often would pray and I would out loud be like listen devil you don't get to take my inheritance yeah Yeah. the Lord said I get peace because I'm his child you do not get to take that from me Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. this annoying bratty kid on the playground who wants to take your toy from you (laughs) and you have to fight for them but like you get to enjoy your toy now you don't have to just be a victim to the devil on earth and say yeah you can have my peace because I'll have it in heaven like the Lord Mm -hmm. says you get that now right but you do have to fight for it because sin's here but heaven's great because then you don't have to fight for it because sin's not there Yeah. yeah And I mean, Jesus's whole message, right? The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. Like it is here. And the goodness of God is for the land of the living. Like it's yeah. not just for when we die. We don't have to settle. We don't, and this isn't prosperity gospel. This is like, yes, trials and tribulations and all these things, mm-hmm. persecution to be expected mm-hmm. from the mouth of Jesus. Like expect these things. And also I will be with you. Mm -hmm. You have full access to me through my spirit. You have full access to all the fruit of the spirit that I've offered you. Like there is every reason to pray and to fight for Mm -hmm. um, the fullness of God's promise for us in this life and to not accept freaking scraps from the table Mm -mm. that the devil wants to convince us is our allotment. Like it is not our allotment Mm -mm. in this life. And I mean, honestly, I think this is what answers this next question for both of us probably too, right? (laughs) That if you were to talk to someone who was on the fence about committing their life to the Lord, what would you say? This is what I would say. Yeah. Everything we were just saying is what I would say is that there is hope for your life now. Hope for your life of a God who knows you and knows exactly how he made you to be, how he made you to live. And he can give you the fullness of his goodness right now. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Do you have another specific answer, Sabrina, for the 
if you're talking to somebody who is on the fence about committing their life to the Lord. I feel like somebody in a previous episode said this, but it's like, why not? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Is it yeah. so much better the way you're living right now? I know. <laughs> like, tell me, how's your stomach aches? That's yeah. great. You don't have any weapon to fight the devil yeah. on your own strength. Yeah. So have fun. Have fun with that. Yeah. You know, and then there's no hope after death. I'm so sorry, but that is that is an anxiety, hopeless, depression filled world. And you might yeah. not feel it mm-hmm. as intensely because, you know, the devil's probably not going to attack somebody who's just neutral because mm-hmm. they ain't no threat. Yeah. Once you become a threat, it's different. Mm-hmm. But like there like life is so much sweeter with the Lord. Like mm-hmm. you understand the creator. So grass is greener. Yeah. And the wind is sings more beautifully. And you hear the voice of the Lord throughout your day versus like, oh, I think this. And you're relying on your own strength. And that's really, that's really anxiety filled because you also doubt yourself. Like, what if I'm wrong? But the Lord says so many things where it's like, like our culture is very into like, you go girl, like you're the best. And it's like, well, the Lord might not say you're the best, but mm-hmm. he does say you are beloved and you are desired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does he say that? Because you are mine. Yeah. And, and I have the best for you. Like yes. I am your best, <laughs> you yes. know? And like for me, like d- battling with like depression, anxiety, several times throughout my life, people, people would affirm me and I'd be like, where does your power come from in your yeah. words? Where does it come it from? It doesn't mean anything. It I can only be anything. told. I can only be told that I'm so important and great so many times from yeah. people when yeah. I'm just like, okay. I could debunk all of what you <laughs> yeah. just said. You're so beautiful. Well, I have acne on my face. You're yeah. a freaking liar. <laughs> yeah. But like the Lord says something. I go, well, I can't argue with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it changes my brain. True. Like my spirit submits to the Lord and then my mind submits to my spirit and my body submits to my mind. Mm-hmm. And then therefore you get healing. All throughout three. Snaps for Sabrina. (laughs) Preaching it, girl. Yes, absolutely. These, I kind of want to combine these last two questions Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, But it's just, what is God showing you personally in this season of life? And also, what do you wish people understood about your season of life? I I think this could take a little bit of time, but I want you guys to dive in if you feel comfortable. <laughs> I literally wrote down the answer is, do you have an hour? Because <laughs> like I said, I don't think my journey of motherhood is the typical motherhood journey. Yeah. Like it was intense, guys. It was intense. And I look back now, I'm like, the Lord did answer my prayers when I was in high school of, I don't want to be, I want to break generational curses. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take this stuff onto my kid. And Lord's like, well, now you have a kid. Let's break them. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, okay, full force. But like, I feel like everything I've been saying is really what the Lord has been teaching me in the season. And like people might think, well, I can't have kids until I'm ready. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you, Kids will just make the gr- the growth is going to happen, especially if you're submitted to the Lord in yeah. all seasons. But when you have a kid, it happens ten times faster. It's true. So hang on. <laughs> but like, like there's nothing that is going to grow you so much more than to be in physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, but then having to put it all to the side for a moment because your child needs you. Mm-hmm. And I understand the Lord so so deeply not only through learning how to love my child through the season, but also that he's been, he's been healing. He's been healing me and Mm -hmm. he's been answering prayers and not in the way I wish. I wish, I wish my healing happened in just a snap of a finger. Like you don't have these issues anymore. I had to work for all my healing, Mm -hmm. but 
there was always, the Lord was always there. And even when he didn't feel like he was there, I look back and I'm like, yeah, he was like, I feel like when you're like grinding wheat into flour, Mm -hmm. like he was there and it was painful, but like this process is, this is what I asked for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And what do you like for the, what do you wish people understood? Is that, does that fill that answer out for you or is there more that you wish people understood? Um, for the season of like young mother, new motherhood, I would say that my answer is a little different. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to just go into yeah. that? Yeah, I would love to hear while you're, <clears throat> while you're on a roll. <laughs> while you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Might it's as well. convenient for you. <laughs> um, I would say that this stage of early motherhood, first of all, I don't think anyone can actually understand it until they've been through the season. Like... Let me tell you, grandmothers are just so nurturing for the soul because they understand the season, but they're no longer in it. And I'm like, oh, the grandmother, grandmothers are so important. Like, and it's not your grandmother. I mean, like every woman who's in the church who is a grandmother at this point, I'm like, hi, like, <laughs> I need to talk to you. Also, like, we need you. Like, yes. we need you more than, more than you might even realize. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, we're desperate for your time we're desperate for your love Mm -hmm. and um a lot of us don't have grandmothers of our own anymore things like that right Mm -hmm. so I think sometimes as we get older we start to think like oh well I'm not relevant anymore and it's Mm. like oh my gosh every time I get to interact with an older woman (laughs) and just hear and be encouraged and see her following the Lord it's Mm. like water to my soul (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. that's a tangent but it's important what I also want to say about this season is We need so, so, so much support, but we don't necessarily know what that looks like. So if we get offered- You're stealing all of my answers. It's so true. (laughs) It's like we're in the same season, Katie. But it's just so good, Serena. Thank you. Just kidding. (laughs) Cut that part out. It sounds so- (laughs) I'll cut out your thank you. So it's just like you ignored her. Just keep going. You know what? Do whatever you feel <laughs> is proper. But we need so much support, but we don't really know what it is. What we what we don't even know what it looks like. Like, I need groceries, but everybody I know is working. But I need groceries now, or I don't know. Like, mom has ten billion things to do in her brain, and she's the last on the list. And I think there's a part of that that's biblical, but also you know, the phrase of like, it takes a tribe to raise a child. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely true because you're not just nurturing a child, you're nurturing a mom, which is nurturing a marriage, which Mm -hmm. a marriage is a beautiful reflection of the Lord's love for his church. So that ministers to the child as Mm -hmm. a firsthand ministry. That's a side tangent. But yeah, mom needs so much support. She doesn't really even know what it is. So like a message to the moms, figure out what that is and please humble and be brave enough to ask for help Mm -hmm. Um, and do it when you're at 50% capacity, not 95% capacity. Um, And then people who know a mom, and I don't mean again, just in the newborn phase, I mean like the first five years of life for that baby. Ask her specific questions. Hey, I have two hours on Wednesday. It's yours. What do you want with it? I can go get groceries. I can watch your child. I can clean your dishes. It's yours. What do you want with it? And like make it specific because moms don't really want to feel like a burden. But our culture is so in the message our culture has is independence. And this is not 
the season for independence yeah. at all. At all. You need to be leaning on your community, which again, get involved in church. Mm-hmm. You need to be leaning on those relationships that you have grown before getting into this season. Yeah. And you're going to grow a lot more relationships in this season because you just connect to different people in different That's ways true. now. But yeah, we need so much, so much support. And we don't necessarily know what it is or what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I just want to like add a caveat as somebody who is not in this season, but I have friends who are or who are going to be soon or whatever. As somebody on the outside looking in, we have no idea what you guys need, <laughs> like genuinely. Yeah. And I, let me tell you, I've been paralyzed in fear by your guys' season of life because honestly, social media has done that to me yeah. because I see Get off eight, social media. Yeah. But I see <laughs> 8,000 different things of like, do this because this is what we want. And then the next person's like, no, don't do that. That's yeah. overstepping boundaries. And I, so I just don't do anything. Right. I'm like, yeah. okay, because, and then I also will talk to people in your season and it's a, well, somebody came over into this and I was so offended by it or somebody mm-hmm. came over and did this and I, it was not what I needed or you know what I mean? Like things yeah. like that. And it's the, like, like worst case scenario. Like. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like this little, like it's scary to approach from the outside if you yeah. haven't been through that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I would encourage people in my season to take the time to actually find out what yeah. the moms need. Uh, but then I would encourage moms to reach out. Your friends who don't have kids want to help you. Yes. They want to be there. They want to be a support. And they have no idea how. Like yeah. genuinely yeah. no idea how. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there isn't, unless the Holy Spirit literally leads me in how to do that, <laughs> right. I just don't know. Right? You know what I mean? That's and honest. So I mean, I, and I didn't do much of this before I was here. Like, the, it, it is scary. Yeah. And it feels very, like, inadequate. And, like, I know I don't know what you're going through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're so right about all the, like, comparison and all of the noise on social media, oh how gosh. everybody knows what's best for everyone else. Yeah. And it's like, just stop talking and stop listening. Yeah. Um. I'm going to I'm going to address the second part of this question first for my answer because yeah. for younger women exactly like you're talking about I would encourage you first to pray for compassion um mm-hmm. and to pray for the Lord's eyes for the people in your life that are in this season. Mm-hmm. Sabrina and I are both like classically high capacity like we can handle a lot. Like we're both pretty good at like you know, give me something to do. I'm going to do it. I'll figure it out. Like, you know, independent. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's our <laughs> that's our default. And I mean, I guess I'll go back to the first part here. One of the main things that the Lord has been teaching me in this season is I cannot do this. I can't. I am incapable. I am incapable of keeping my marriage healthy right now. I can't make my husband happy right now. I don't have any energy. I don't have any extra compassion for him a lot of the time. <laughs> like, it was easy for me to be compassionate and loving and above and beyond for him before this. Mm-hmm. I don't have it anymore. I need the Lord. Mm-hmm. To give me that and to show me what my husband actually needs yeah. instead of having all these expectations of myself that, oh, I'm disappointing him. So it already puts his closed wall between us. I can't be what my son needs. I can't meet his emotional needs all the time. I can't meet all of his physical needs. He, I had an incredibly difficult baby, incredibly difficult, who was unlike any of my friend's babies and didn't want any of the things that they wanted and didn't want comfort in the same ways. I felt so inadequate. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm a terrible mom. I can't meet his needs. 
I can't be a good friend. I don't have all these things like I've just whatever you can imagine. And so asking for anything felt impossible because it was like, I, how do I explain to someone that I don't have any, like, I don't even know what I need. Mm-hmm. And so the things that honestly, my mom has been one of my best friends in the season, but just having people to say like, Hey, like, I know this is your tendency, right? Like, I know mm-hmm. you like to look like you have it all together. Um, I remember when I was there or I've heard people say, like, mm-hmm. I know there's things that you need. So you tell me, like, mm-hmm. exactly like Sabrina's saying too, being specific. Like, hey, I have time on Wednesday at this time. What would be most helpful to you, right? Mm-hmm. And if that's like, hey, just come over and let me make you coffee. My my baby's mm-hmm. napping at that time. Like, I would love to just talk to a grown up, or, yeah. you know, like, or just saying, like, actually, would you be willing to like help me work in my yard or like just stupid things. I can't even think of it. It's incredibly helpful to have specific requests from people, especially when you deal with independence and, you know, high oh expectations gosh. of yourself and whatever. I would also say that for people who are in this season, exactly like Sabrina was saying, um, getting community and forcing yourself to be in a position where you're like rubbing up against other people on a regular basis is one of the best things you can do even and especially because it's exhausting and hard to even get to those things sometimes in this in this time taking advantage of childcare taking advantage of things like that to give yourself a break mm-hmm. one of the things this is like a silly thing but i keep thinking about it as we're talking it was really hard for me to put my son in the nursery at church for a long time um i was afraid of him getting sick and all these things and that happens all the time but like just putting aside my own like fear or whatever, not like I don't trust the people or anything like that, but putting aside all of that to just say, okay, you know what? Me and my husband need an hour and 15 minutes where we can be worshiping the Lord together and listening without distraction and all of that. Like accepting help is so important in this season. Um, And then like we were talking about with, for older women, I would say, we need you. Like we need you so bad. Um, we need the time that you have. We need the compassion that you have. Um, we don't necessarily need your advice on how to raise our children all the time. But what we do need is a compassionate, understanding ear and arm that has survived this and has come out on the other side of it and can say, like, you're doing better than you think you are, you know, like to be able to say those things to you. Um, I'm so grateful for a mom that I get to live close to and get to have that from her. But not everybody has that. And we are all craving it all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, just people outside of the season, uh, we, even those of us who seem like we have it all together, we don't feel incredibly inadequate (laughs) and something about motherhood, I think, especially I'm sure fatherhood is similar. Um, we just kind of always feel like we're failing because most of the feedback that we get is negative. It's a baby crying. It's, you know, um, the house being messy at the end of the day, it's things not getting done. It's, it's just all of these things. It's negative feedback constantly. And so any encouragement, a $5 Venmo for coffee, like just any little thing of like, I'm proud of you. You're doing a good job. Those things go farther than you could imagine in this season. So we are weak and we need your help and Mm -hmm. we're grateful for you, even if we don't have the energy to express it all the time. So Mm -hmm. that's what I would say. Thank you, ladies, Thank for sharing you. all of your... Thank you, Sabrina. Um, all your Thanks little stories about your 
seasons and stages of lives right now. It is. It was a blessing to listen to for sure. And thank you, Sabrina, for carving out time to be with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting we'll a babysitter. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to Target. <laughs> yes, we we so appreciate you being here. Um, we will have all of the resources mentioned from today linked in the description of this episode. Um, and you can also contact us if you need anything. So we have our Instagram at the Katie's podcast mm-hmm. and we have our email at the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So hey, maybe, please reach out. <laughs> maybe just a little quick plug right here. If you are a young mom or a mom with mm-hmm. kids of any age in the like San Diego area and you want information on the mom's group that we have yes. at our church, oh my gosh, yeah. we would love to have you. Please send us an email. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, sit at our table. Sit at our table. Seriously, Sabrina and I, <laughs> Sabrina and I lead a table with my mom. Yeah, at okay. This group, okay. If a I mean, woman of wisdom, yes. Plus us. Seriously, we would love, we would love to love on you if you feel alone. Um, and just in general, I know I probably speak for both of us. We'd love to love on you and connect with you and, um email us don't yes. be too proud to do that yeah i would absolutely. email you if i could if i knew who you were <laughs> so email us yes absolutely but it has been so good talking to you guys and peace out i guess bye <laughs> bye